727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. Two sports-related things. Number one, we have the uh, nine-minute goal call, I guess. Oh, man, this is great. This is from last night's game? Yes. The game was two to nothing before it even began. And then uh, was five to one at the final. Five two. Five to two in the final. That's how much I care about women's soccer. This is some of the best sports commentating I've ever heard. All right. Para este nuevo tiro libre vino otra vez por abajo de taco cae en el área chica viene gol. Cameron Lloyd scored another goal. Yeah. yeah. And then there's, you want to hear another one or are you good? Yeah, no, <laughs> I, give me more. This is much better than watching the soccer game itself. El eficiente, el despeje de cabeza, viene gol! United States. That guy's very excited about his sport. Did you watch the World Cup, Seth? Yeah, I watched it for like 20 minutes. Then Phoebe said, this is boring. So. Because I was thinking that if you watch it, it'd probably sound something like this. Very similar. sounded a lot like that. <laughs> That's how I, w- I pictured it. That's, that, was, that, was, that was very good. That was very good. Hey, Gio just set me up. Hey, did you watch it? I, yeah, I watched about 20 sure. minutes. Oh, here. I'm glad you did. Can I play it again, please? I love soccer. Now, can you please find the, uh, if you're going to do a demo tape to try to work in another radio station, don't leave your stuff laying around. This to me sounds like you're trying to uh, audition for a sports station. (laughs) Do you have it? I do. I see Kayla turn me in. She ratted you out. And now. This sports report is brought to you by Ferkins Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. The Rays lost last night 6-2. They take on the Cleveland Indians tonight at the Trop with Alex Colome on the bump. Good news is the Rays are still tied for first place with Baltimore. And soccer news, your FIFA update, the U.S. Women's World Cup team 
won last night 2-0 over Germany. They take on the winner of England and China in the finals on Sunday. Bring home that trophy. <laughs> that was good. Bring home that. Are you uh, are you auditioning for a sports station? No, I was just I was freestyling it, so uh, I didn't write Bring my home lines. that trophy. Bring home that trophy. <laughs> I don't know anything about soccer. So what you're do? What are you doing? I'm trying to see if 620 will hire me. <laughs> what do you think? You're overqualified. Um, that was for John Brennan. He asked me to do some sports stuff for the station, so okay. I, I had to cut a demo. You're not looking to spread your wings or anything? No, I mean, if anybody's hiring, I, I'll accept all offers, but that that's for this station. Okay, good. That's pretty good. I liked it. Except for that bring home that trophy. Okay, what? well, listen, I don't know, man. When I first got on radio, I worked at a sports talk station, and I had to do these updates like this. Right. They're very hard. And oh, I, yeah. I used to have a tape of me just crashing and burning on the air, because there's nothing you can do. The bed just runs, sure. and you've got 30 seconds, and you either nail it, or you just, you know, totally just destroy yourself. Boom goes to dynamite. Yeah. Uh, let me ask, if Seth had tried to put together a demo tape of the soccer game and he wanted to use one of the Spanish-speaking station's commentary with his own voice over it, what do you think that would have sounded like? Can you can you just freestyle any sports uh, any any sports results at all? Like, do you know anything going on tonight in the world of sports? Um, yeah, I mean, there's some uh, baseball going on. All right. I don't know who the if, who the Rays are playing at all. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to your real raw sports update. My name is Seth the Sports Slut. Make sure you check out WWE Raw tonight on the USA Network. I'm not sure who's wrestling, but if you don't have the USA Network. Gio will give you his password. The USA Women's World Cup team won last night. I'm not sure why I'm doing this voice, but they took down Japan 5-2. Did anybody remove their shirt? You have to tune into the next sports report to find out. This is brought to you by Fox's Packing Boxes. We're here for you when you're in need of a move. This has been Seth the Sports Slut with your real raw sports update. He gone! That was good. By the way, did he say China in the uh, in the sports update that we have? Uh, I'm getting tweets that said he said China instead of Japan. Are you setting me up for a joke? No, no. I'm just saying people are tweeting me and saying that you said they play the winner of... In the of finals, England and China. In oh, the finals. damn. They take on the winner of England and China oh, in that, the that finals. Oh, that is uh, Seth, they all look alike to me, <laughs> Kushner, ladies and gentlemen. That's just, uh, that wasn't going on air at all. It didn't matter. Dirty Bring knees, look trophy. at these. Bring home that trophy, girls. Kayla, what's up? Welcome to Drew Garabo Live. Hey, guys. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you. I, uh, the amazing sports uh, business that was just happening from yes. Seth reminded me of whenever I was in high school and I did uh, TV production. Right. Because we knew nothing about the sports we were covering, so we did the Bring Home That Trophy Boys. And it was really, <laughs> so it reminded me of uh, myself as a high school uh, news anchor. So thank you for bringing back that little bit of nostalgia for me, Seth. Oh, we're here for you. Thank you so much for the phone call, young lady. Have a great day. I love how people are calling me out about a fake sports update. It's great. Hello. Are you still listening? Good. It's the Drew Garabo live hidden track of the day. Enjoy. 
Right now, ladies and gentlemen, one of the more recognizable voices you'll ever hear in your entire life, Mr. George Decay himself. Hello, George. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Just great. Uh, I'm in Florida already, uh, not quite in St. Petersburg. I'm here in Boca Raton. Oh, that is beautiful. That is uh, Spanish for mouth of the rat. Did you know that? Oh, I said, yo puedo hablar español. Oh, oh, así es que tú hablas español. Uh, tomé cuatro sí. años en mi escuela secundaria, pero no recuerdo mucho palabras, señor. Usted puede confesar muy bien. Uh, muchas gracias. Nací en el barrio mexicano de Los Ángeles, East L.A. Sí, sí, that's where you were born, correct? That's right. Who, who knew? <laughs> you understood my Spanish. I, I thought this we were going to do this in Spanish. We could, but I just reached the limit of my Spanish knowledge, so <laughs> I, I would be better off sh- uh, showing off that I can still remember how to count to ten in Japanese. If I'm not mistaken, ichi ni sanshi go roku shichi hachiku ju. Is that right? Very good. Exactly. That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> anyway, we've got George on the oh, phone with you us. You know, good for you. You're Thank one you. of the rare Americans who speak another another foreign language. Well, yeah. You know, Americans are famously monolingual. Yes, we are. And uh, monolingual and bisexual, I like to say. Not me, of course, but America at large. Just some are afraid to admit it. Unlike yourself. Well, it's better to be bilingual and monosexual. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you say so. I think both ways could be a whole lot of fun, depending on the company you choose to keep. Exactly. All right, now let's talk about you coming to St. Petersburg this weekend because I can't even begin to tell you how I have watched your career from a, when I was a small child and my dad was hopelessly addicted to Star Trek. I've seen you go from a, uh, a brilliant character who is beloved by many, of course, and I'm sure stalked by many at many conventions. And then through- and went on to become the captain of his own starship. Yes, and... Not- the only one of the original cast who went on to become a captain. Well, of course. Uh, you, you had that power all along. But what I like the most about you and your career is the resurgence that you have experienced, especially in the last five to ten years as the announcer of the greatest radio program in the history of radio, (laughs) the Howard Stern Show. Could you talk to me just for a minute about how that came to be, how that relationship came to fruition? Well, um, you know, when... uh when we actors are uh, in uh, doing any project, whether we're doing a play in New York or uh, we have uh, a movie coming out or a TV show that we're in, we go on the on the air to promote it. And I was doing a play in New York, and one one day I, the um, the uh, publicist uh, list had this radio station on Madison Avenue way back then, and I was to go there and uh, talk about the show that I'm doing. Well, it happened to be the Howard Stern show. <laughs> I didn't know Howard from Adam. I walk in there and uh, there's this wild-haired guy and I said, good morning. And he said, oh, you have a deep voice. You must, ha- with a voice that deep, you must have a big dog. <laughs> I said, are we on the air? <laughs> and that was my introduction to Howard back in 1990. Wow. And ever since then, he's been pranking me via phone call or or by using the uh, my recorded voice oh, and yes. uh, and and p- putting it in out of context. You know, and uh, <laughs> it, I, he's been sort of like a nettle in the side until um, I, uh, what was it, uh, 2005, yep. I uh, spoke to the press for the first time as a gay man. And that intrigued Howard. And uh, I still remember the day, January 2nd, 2006. 
was a year after I came out. And uh, it was uh, Gary Delabate with an invitation for me to be the um, uh, official announcer on the Howard Stern Show because he was going on serious for the first time. And I thought it was a prank. <laughs> but uh, Gary said, no, don't hang up. And he uh uh, finished making the uh, offer, and I said, "Well, usually you go, uh, you go to my agent." As it turned out, uh, Howard and I had the same agent, oh. so he went to uh, Don Bookwald, sure. and uh, the rest is history. Wow. They they got me on the show as the oh, the, the, it isn't the whole history. Right? Uh, they wanted me as a regular on on the show every week, and I had to say to Howard, you know, I'm an actor. I. I <clears throat> I really enjoy my career. So, and I re, uh, I would enjoy being on your show, but not as a regular. And so I promised that I'll be on, on on the show every three months, every quarter of the year. And that's how this came about. And, you know, it evolved into, and I'm sure you didn't expect the deeply probing personal questions that he would get into <laughs> about you and Brad and what you do on Sundays. But I'll tell you, as a listener, as a regular Stern listener still to this day, the detail that you seem to go into, and then immediately I can hear the regret in your voice that you have overshared because you know that Howard's going to laugh on to something like that and then when you get home to brad you're gonna have to answer these questions about you questioning his workout ethics and it's just it seems to me like you you speak so honestly because you forget that you're broadcasting to all these people especially your significant other brad and then you have to how difficult is it afterwards to have the conversation with brad like well when i said that you don't work out as much as you could i really meant <laughs> i pay the price for it <laughs> i i bet In you many do. Way, different ways <laughs> yes. either the silent treatment or a harangue or uh, he has his ways of brad has his ways of getting back at me and so i have to woo him right back and, and i think that's what keeps my marriage going <laughs> that is so awesome we're speaking with george takei an evening with george takei this weekend saturday october 4th takeyqna.com for tickets and details now i've jumped way ahead in your life i would love to touch on where you came from and what you went through in your early life. Is it true that you were born and when you, you immediately lived in some sort of horse stables? Uh, well, not right after I was born. I was uh, four years old when uh, Pearl Harbor was bombed. Mm. And this country was swept up in, in, in more hysteria. And uh, um, uh, then in February of uh, 1942, President uh, Roosevelt signed... Uh, the, uh, Executive Order 90666, which ordered all American citizens of Japanese ancestry on the West Coast to be summarily rounded up with no charges, with no trial, mm. with no due process, which is a central pillar of our our, our uh, justice system, sure. to be rounded up and put in barbed wire prison camps. Well, on April 20th, I turned five years old. And three weeks after that, uh, my parents got my brother, my baby sister, and me up very early one morning. And they hurriedly dressed us. And my brother and I were in the living room looking out the front window. And we saw two soldiers come marching up. Mm. They had bayonets on their, um, on their rifles. It was shining in the sun. They stomped up the front porch, banged on the door. My father answered it. And literally at gunpoint, we were ordered out of our home. God. We'd done nothing wrong. We were innocent people who happened to look like the people that bombed Pearl Harbor. Oh. And 
we were taken from our home. You know, the camps weren't built yet. Right. So they, we were taken from our home and uh, taken to the uh, horse stables of uh, San Anita Racetrack. So from a two-bedroom home in uh, a Los Angeles suburb, we had a front lawn and a backyard and all that, mm. into a narrow, smelly horse stable. All five of us, my parents and the three kids. Oh. It was when, the, for my parents, it was a degrading, humiliating experience. But, you know, for me as a kid, I thought it was fun to sleep with the horses. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you breathe deeply, you can smell the horses. I bet. <laughs> my mother hated me saying that. <laughs> I bet she did. Now, did, was that something, George, that burned inside you through your adolescence and young adulthood? Was it one of those, I have to overcome these things? Or do, were you able to com- compartmentalize, store it away, and go, I will never forget where I came from, and any success that I have will be filtered through that? Well, it was when I became a teenager you know, and I heard the, uh, a speech by uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, which inspired me. Mm. And I became active in the uh, civil rights movement. And I was reading history books and uh, civics books and, and learning about the ideals of American uh, democracy. And I couldn't reconcile that with my childhood imprisonment. Sure. And so after dinner, I had long, sometimes heated discussions with my father about the internment. And my the the wisdom that that I got from my father was he said our democracy is a people's democracy, and the people can be great, but it can also be fallible. In, in fact, people are fallible. And he said our democracy is so vulnerable because it's so dependent on good people who passionately love the ideals, the best ideals of our democracy. And one Sunday afternoon, he took me downtown to uh, the Adlai Stevenson for President headquarters. And uh, we volunteered, actually, he volunteered me. I wasn't a volunteer. He took me down and, and he volunteered us for um, to serve um, as volunteers on, on the uh, uh, presidential campaign. And there I met all these passionate people who... Uh, we're so inspired by Governor Stevenson. And, you know, we heard his speeches uh, on TV, his debates, and he was an extraordinary man. And uh, we worked hard, we, uh, leafleting, making phone calls, uh, doing all sorts of things, uh, marching in uh, demonstrations with his posters and so forth. But he didn't win. Mm. But my father said, you know, in the democracy, you don't give up. You keep on keeping on. And I became active in a lot of political campaigns. Later on, uh, <clears throat> I, I uh, became involved in the peace movement in the Vietnam War. Sure. And then in the 70s, um, the, in the Japanese-American community, the uh, movement began to get uh, an apology and redress for the uh, unconstitutional imprisonment. And uh, in I, I testified at a congressional uh, uh, hearing yep. uh, uh, in the early 70s, I think it was. And in 1988, finally, the uh, Congress passed uh, the Civil Liberties Act. Yep. And President Reagan, officially on the part of the U.S. government, apologized for that unconstitutional imprisonment. That had so, to be you gratifying. Know, my father said, you know, democracy, 
takes a long time to work, but it ultimately uh, will write itself. What a great lesson to be learned in your life. We're speaking with George Takei, TakeiQ&A.com for tickets and details about the wonderful event this Saturday. Uh, to become one of the first prominent Asian Americans on television, paving the way for, I believe, Jack Sue on Barney Miller and uh, Noriyuki Pat Morita as Arnold on Happy Days, there were not a lot of Asians on TV at the time. Today, when you look at the television landscape, are you happy with the representation that you see, or do you still think there's work to be done, George? It's a changed world. There's Yes, there's work to be done. But it, it's a changed world now. Uh, look at uh, these TV series. You know, uh, if, if a series is localed in any big city, New York or L.A. or Chicago or San Francisco, you know, you see the diversity of America represented. Yep. If it's a, a hospital show, you see, you know, all, all the ethnic groups or a police show uh, or a school show. And, uh, and my... Uh, uh, the person who's uh, take, taken over the uh, role of Sulu in uh, Star Trek, John Cho, yeah. has a new series out called Selfies, where um, he's teaching a um, white girl to be uh, much more independent of uh, of uh, being obsessed with uh, selfies. <laughs> and uh, there's a, there's going to be a, a love interest uh, suggested there. So yes, it's changed dramatically. Good. But we haven't reached the same point where the African Americans have because African Americans today have bankable stars. And mm. that, when you have a bankable star, then the story's told from the vantage point of the uh, uh, bankable star. Right. And if if it's a Denzel Washington or a Morgan uh, Freeman, mm -hmm. you get the African-American perspective. We don't have that yet. All so right. we have a ways to go yet, but we've come a long, long ways from when I started out. You certainly have. And I'll tell you what you've done just as an armchair observer, as a straight dude who's been consuming media almost my whole life. What you've done on The Howard Stern Show, not just to provide levity and a touch of class, if you will, but when you were in there for, as part of your bachelor party and they brought in the male strippers and, <laughs> and, and one dude is whipping out his gigantic dong in front of you and you can barely contain yourself, what you, what you did there was show us straight guys that you go through the same thing we would do if it were a female stripper in front of us, the restraint you have to show, thinking about your partner, listening to it. We were able as straight <laughs> dudes to, to kind of empathize with you a little bit and go, oh my gosh, I wouldn't touch the wiener, but if I'm in that situation, <laughs> I might be acting the same way. So I have to give you kudos for that because it really does teach us as straight, mostly ignorant guys about what it's like to really be in that situation when a dude is waving his dong right in front of your face. Well, I hope I humanize and and shattered the uh, stereotypes that people might have about uh, gay people. You know, we're not all these stereotypes. You know, the uh, drag queens and uh, yep. the uh, uh, cartoons that they have. As a matter of fact, that was both delicious and excruciating. <laughs> <laughs> and I paid the price for it when I got home. Boy, did I pay the price. <laughs> I bet you did. Listen, George, it has been an extreme pleasure speaking with you. I hope everyone comes out to see you as part of the St. Pete Clearwater Film Commission exclusive event and evening with George Takei this Saturday, October 4th. Just very quickly, if you wouldn't mind, it's guacamole, right? It is not guacamole. It is guacamole. 
No, no, no. The opposite. It's guacamole. No, 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 no. The G is silent. No, the, the, guacamole. No, you don't say guava, do you? You say guava. You don't. You, it's guacamole. That's right, because that's not a Spanish word. Oh. But in in Spanish, like water is agua, not agua, as uh, so many people want to say. I love the way you say agua. that. Mus- musculature. G is agua. 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 Guacamole. Guacamole. And it is tsunami. Tsunami. Yes, there is a T there. So we, so, not S U N A M I. A slight T. A little tsunami. Little T's of the T. A little tsunami like that. Exactly. Perfect, George. Exactly. You are a, a gentleman, a scholar, an inspiration, a role model for all, <laughs> and you are an excellent spokesperson for both the Asian American and gay community. I congratulate you on your success, and sir. And English speaking community. <laughs> yes. And Spanish speaking community. Sí, señor. <laughs> it has been an extreme Hablo pleasure speaking with you. Oh, sí. Y, uh, y me gusta mucho hablando contigo. I wish you continued success and good me fortune. Gusto. Me, me gusto. gusto not, me gusta. Me gusto. Me gusto. See, I, person. I need a brush up on my Spanish, and this is just the guy brush to give up it to your me. Spanish. I will. I'm sorry. I'll work on that by Saturday. I hope things go very well for you in Boca Raton. And then when you get up here to St. Pete, Clearwater, I hope you have a wonderful time. And thank you again for your time. And uh, you'll be speaking with Mike Calta tomorrow morning, very good friend of mine. I promised him that I would not flirt with you during this interview because he wants you <laughs> all to himself. I hope that I haven't uh, been too forward for you or made you feel uncomfortable with my ways. I've enjoyed chatting with you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Live long and prosper. Right back at you, pal. Thank you so much and have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye-bye.